and you know, just it's a great way to grow your audience because these consumers that follow them really trust everything that they post on their stories, on their page. They'll link their items so they get a commission for it. Um, but it's just a great way to grow your following and also just get your name out there in front of a lot of people that share kind of like-minded mm-hmm. interests. And you know, as we look for these influencers, sometimes it can be as simple as just a an Instagram search on you know who to follow and what kind of content are they posting and do you think one of their products could do really well um, if you gift it to them or you pay them to post it for you that's really kind of impressed me to mention our instagram really grew and how we've kind of worked with them and i think for us it continues to have a lot of success Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast if you are looking to grow or scale your laser business today. We have some awesome guests uh, all the way from, where was it? It, it was Georgia. Um, Alfreda, Georgia. I've never even heard of that place before. Uh, we have uh, Anoush and uh, Sunita yeah. uh, from Homebound custom creations i nailed it i was so worried i was gonna butcher that and i did it i'm so proud of myself uh <laughs> welcome guys welcome to the show uh it's so great to have you on uh you look ready to uh to chat and i just got like a ton of things that i want to pick your brain about the first of which uh obviously this is where i have to start because i always freak out when we have guests that come on the show and they have a big social media following uh that's you guys 33.5 thousand followers on instagram uh, what the what? <laughs> How did you do that? Can we can we just start there? I just want to start there, like right away. Yeah, thank you. Um, that is actually how we, you know, we grew our laser business. To be honest, when we first got into this a couple of years ago, uh, we had no experience. So I am an attorney by trade. Manuj um, is in sales, uh, dabbled in some marketing, but we had no experience with the laser. Never had a business Instagram account. Never had a business period. So um, it was all new for us. But we, you know, just started posting content. Um, you know, things that we were making, some behind the scenes. And we saw that people really liked that kind of content and we just slowly grew from there. Um, We did have a lot of success partnering with influencers and I think that's what really kind of grew our business. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, it's been a slow and steady, you know, increase, but our goal was to really get followers that wanted to be there Mm -hmm. because you can have 33,000 followers, but if they don't really care about what you're posting, no point in having them. So right. we really made it a point to, you know, get followers that actually want to follow us and care about the content that we put out there. Right. Because they're engaging with you, right? Exactly. Like on a regular basis. Yeah. I, I mean, so we all take photos of the work that we do and we share it. We're engravers, right? That's like, that's like the way, you know, the, yeah. a picture's worth a thousand words, especially when it's on social media. Uh, but I would argue that a lot of my uh, subscribers here on YouTube or listeners on the podcast uh, do that. They take pictures of their work and they share them, but they're not necessarily jumping off the page. You know what I mean? And they don't, right. when they look down at their phone, they do not have 33 and a half thousand followers What's the, is it, is it about the actual content that's being posted? Is it about the way the image looks? Is it about captions? Is it about hashtag? What is it? What's the, what's the, the sauce, you know, to, to really start to, to pull some traction? 
Yeah, it is literally a sauce made up of everything that you just mentioned, because you mm -hmm. can have a really nice picture, but if you're not uh, capturing them with your caption, it doesn't mean anything, right? A picture is nothing without the words under mm -hmm. it, unfortunately, on social media. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's really a combination of all of that. We use hashtags a lot because they are just people out there who literally you know, get on social media to search hashtags specifically for what they're looking for. And mm -hmm. we didn't operate like that just as you know, personal users of social media, but we're realizing that a lot of people do. And that puts a lot of value behind what you're putting out there. Right. And then the content of behind the scenes, I think everyone just loves the idea of watching something from start to finish. I think that's why TikTok's having, you know, the success mm -hmm. that they are right now. And then you see Instagram coming in, trying to compete, you know, with them with the reels uh, function, but that's really the only way to showcase what we're doing behind the scenes and how these products are getting made. Um, because otherwise they're just seeing the end picture like you talked about and no one actually gets, you know, to witness the start to finish. Yeah. And is this, is this what you guys both do full time now? You're like a hundred percent in on this. It is uh, no, we would, we would love to be yeah. there. Eventually mm -hmm. that is our goal to eventually get there, but we both work full-time jobs. Yeah. Sure. Um, I started as a side hustle now moved into what seems like a full-time business and almost like a third business because now we have a little one at home as well. So we're For juggling sure. corporate jobs plus a business now of, yeah. of, of almost a five month old. So right, right, busy. I, well, I don't blame you. And I feel like, uh, again, most of the viewers and listeners probably relate to that. That makes you guys relatable. You know, uh, not everybody. In fact, I'd probably say most people aren't doing this full time. Right. It's kind of like that side hustle thing. And we all have the dream. We want to go full time with it, you know, so let's stop for a second and just rewind the clock a little bit. I, I'm going to ask just because I'm curious, what came first with you two? Was it was it business first or like love first? <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely love. Um, oh, good. Sounds funny mentioning that on a Blazer podcast, but yeah. So we um, we met six I don't know six seven years ago. We've been yeah. married almost six years. Uh, we were just living our normal boring married life, and mm -hmm. uh, we bought a new house. And I went shopping for home decor, like anyone would, and. Sure. Um, I ended up getting a, stat, a set of stamped books. So I don't know if you've seen them, but they're old books where, you know, the, you take the spine off the book and you kind of hand stamp different words on there. Mm -hmm. um, I spent way too much money on it. I was really excited, brought it home, you know, showed Anuj, uh, look what I got. And he, you know, he's a really good DIY and crafter. So he took one look at it and said, I could have made you that for like five bucks. So <laughs> I was like, no, you probably couldn't. And the next day he did. So that he was a challenge accepted. Yes. Challenge accepted. It literally came back to my business trip. She's like, look what I bought. This is so nice. Look at it. And I was like, hold on. How much did you spend on this? And I was like, for three sets of old books, I was like, oh my God, Samita. And yep. that's when you and know, that's it kind where, of started. Yeah, that's where it started. So he actually made a set the next day, just, you know, again, to accept the challenge. And um, I actually thought they were really nice. So I posted it on Facebook Marketplace to see if anyone else would, you know, like a set. Um, and I think we were charging like 15, 20 bucks uh, for them. And in one week, we got almost 50 orders, which seemed like oh. a lot for us because we yeah. were doing this off of our kitchen counter. We were yeah. scrambling to find old books. Um, we ran to Michael's and bought our first set of stamps. And yes, we used a 20% coupon because we're savvy. But, um, you know, that was it. That was the initial investment into this business was literally under 50 bucks. And from there, um, you know, we did stamp books for about a year. 
and uh, we launched our own website. You know, before that, we had a stupid little website on Google Sheets. Google Sheets, yeah. Um, So we, you know, tried to do it as uh, financially savvy as we could for however long we could. Um, But then we eventually, about a year into having books, we thought our audience needed a new product. So Mm -hmm. um, Anuj had done some research on a Glowforge. We ended up uh, buying one, and our only goal was to do cutting boards. That was it. That's all we wanted a laser for. Right. And it was specifically those handwritten recipe boards, you know, mm-hmm. that everyone mm-hmm. just loves. So People love them. Yep. Love oh, them. yeah. Love and them. that was it. That That's just what we thought we'd have a laser for. And now here we are two, three years later. Famous um, last words, right? That's the, yeah. that's the first step for many people. They're like, I'm just going to get a Glowforge for this one thing. And then <laughs> right. just kind of like tumble down like Alice exactly. into Wonderland. Yeah. So what got you? Because that's not all you do now. You know, I mean, so I'm assuming, was it like a slow crawl or did you guys like crack the whip when you saw there was something there and like start expand? Because your website's loaded with stuff. I mean, like just loaded with, so you guys have tons of products now. So I'm assuming that there was like a transition period where you were like, okay, we have limited expectations to like, okay, we really need to start tackling different, you know, a different variety of like product and and target audiences. What? What was that transition like? If you can take it, go yeah. ahead. Um, so, no, we didn't crack the whip. I would say that, you know, we probably did what the cutting boards for. Mm-hmm. We got our Glowforge in August. It was about four months. You know, we went through the holiday period. We thought we were on fire, just like most small businesses during the holidays. I mean, there's no better time than that. And then I think when January rolled around, we realized, well, this machine has a lot more potential mm-hmm. than just boards, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like a lot of people with the Glowforge, you go through a holiday period and you're like, oh my gosh, this machine is so slow. I think yeah. I need something a little faster. Right. So we are forever grateful to the Glowforge because I mean, without, you know, putting, getting our feet wet with that machine, we wouldn't be here. But we did um, very quickly realize that if we wanted to scale this business, we needed to, to get a bigger laser. Yeah. So I think that's what we did. We we actually ended up getting two more Glowforges after that to get us through the first holiday season. So here we are sitting with three machines and um, operating out of one bedroom in our house. Yeah. And we were like, all right, this is not going to work. So we moved our operations down to our basement to mm-hmm. go to the garage. Um, we had three Glowforges. We had invested in Amira, but, you know, it, it was a couple of months uh, lead time. Yeah. So we were waiting on that. And I think that's when we realized that, okay, if this machine is, you know, headed our way, we could probably introduce a few more items. We're no longer, um, you know, just, just being able to do cutting, cutting boards. boards. Yeah. I can't remember what the first item was, but uh, no, it, w- it was a slow crawl. We would introduce, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one or two items a month, see what would work. If it didn't work, we'd pull it. Um, but it got to the point where initially we were ordering 50 to 100 cutting boards at a time. And then, you know, a year later, we were ordering five to 600 cutting boards at a time because we needed to keep up with the volume. So while it was a slow crawl, there were some products that we knew we could always rely on. And mm-hmm. that did really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boys, can we pull the website up for just a second here? You got um, it. I, so one of the things that I noticed about your website and your Instagram and like all of your product, no matter what we're looking at the products page, if you don't mind boys, everything has like this similar feel and aesthetic to it. You know, it's very, 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 very consistent. Do you have any advice for people on getting that consistency? Cause I feel like a lot of people move, uh, you know, to a product and they're like, I'm going to do this. And they kind of dial an aesthetic or a look in and they're marketing that and they're selling that. 
But then when they move into other kinds of products, that aesthetic starts to change or, or warp a little bit, depending on the item being sold. I mean, here, everything, regardless of what it is, has that feel to it. Do you have, do you have any advice for the people listening on, on how to kind of craft that aesthetic, how to stick to it, and maybe why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anuj can probably weigh in as well because he he has a little bit of that marketing background. But the way that we have divided up our business, Anuj is like all operations and and he figures out things that I could never in a million years uh, figure out. But I handle a lot of the social media and marketing. So that is something I am passionate about. And I think you um, you nailed it when you said that everything has a consistent look because that was what we were going for. People should be able to spot a picture, you know, whether it's um, on Facebook or if it's in a local, you know, group or maybe in a magazine um, and say, oh, you know what, that looks like something that Homebound did. Um, that right. looks like something that they put out there. And that was our goal. So that's why we use uh, similar you know, filters on all of our pictures. We try to use the same backdrop where we can, if possible, so that every picture is not looking completely different. Um, so if I were to give tips, yeah, I would definitely recommend, you know, when you're doing a flat lay or if you're taking pictures of a product, try to use consistent backdrops. Um, mm -hmm. So we just keep some in our, you know, warehouse that we can whip out whenever we um, have a new product and it takes us less than five minutes to take a picture. You're just always recycling and reusing those bags. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. A lot of the same props, unless it's the holidays or something, we just try to you know keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. And that way our item doesn't get lost in the frenzy of the background either, right? Because the right. item is, is the star really there. Um, and then, you know, we use our iPhone, so we don't have a professional picture of a camera. I don't even know how to use one of those. We just use our good old iPhone in portrait mode. Yep. Um, and then uh, we have filters. So there's, you know, we buy presets, which are just basically uh, nice filters for Adobe Lightroom mm -hmm. off of Etsy. And we have bought a set of presets. We keep those on our phone. So that way, no matter who's editing the picture, it's always going to look consistent. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's probably the pro tip right there is having that, that Lightroom access to those presets. Right. Uh, very, very smart. Uh, absolutely very smart. So things start to happen, right? You, you, I guess we're, we're, and I'm guessing here, hungry for more. And you got into working with like these influencers. Can you tell us a little bit of the story about that and uh, what there is to gain and how you even got into that? Because that is, uh, we hear a lot of crazy stuff around here at Laser Everything. <laughs> that is actually not something that comes up very often. So this is something I think you guys have a really unique take on. Yeah, yeah, so I can touch on this. And as Samita mentioned, she pretty much handles the day-to-day, -day, the marketing, the social media, the website design and stuff. But yeah. influencer marketing is something I used to dabble into at my previous job. It's something that's on the rise. I think consumers are trusting these influencers. It could basically be anybody on Instagram that's posting about um, a lifestyle they live or a specific topic. There is influencers for just general lifestyle. There's influencers that love home decor, influencers love to cook, just kind of finding where your product kind mm -hmm. of fits into their niche. Um, and Samita has followed a lot of uh, a lot of influencers on her personal page throughout the years. So we actually start off with someone locally in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, this lady that we work with, when we first started, she had about 80,000 followers, right? And mm -hmm. now if you look at her page, she's got over a million followers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just it's a great way to grow your audience because these consumers that follow them really trust everything that they post on their stories, on their page. They'll link their items so they get a commission for it. Um, but it's just a great way to grow your following and also just get your name out there in front of a lot of people that share kind of like-minded mm -hmm. interests. And, you know, as we look for these influencers, 
sometimes it can be as simple as just a, an Instagram search on, you know, who to follow and what kind of content are they posting? And do you think one of their products could do really well um, if you gift it to them or you pay them to post it for you? That's really kind of has me to mention our Instagram really grew and how we've kind of worked with them. And I think for us, it continues to have a lot of success. Yeah. I think like I'll just chime in. The reason that we even started that is because like most small businesses, when you're first starting out, I mean, your marketing fund is like negative zero, right? Like right, there right. is no money for marketing. Yeah. So for that reason, we really wanted to maximize our potential. So we were, you know, we looked at, okay, we could either put a couple of hundred bucks in a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad and see what it does. But then we're competing with like thousands of other businesses out there, right? So instead, we said, why don't we spend that same couple of hundred dollars, you know, send them a cutting board. We know, you know, on our end that our cost is, what, 10 bucks for the board, you know, a couple of minutes of engraving time and then shipping cost. Right. So at max, we're out maybe 20, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. They don't post it. They don't post it. We took a chance. But if they do, the return is so much greater. Right. And we had success with one or two influencers. We realized, OK, our money is way well more spent doing that than competing, you know, with the Facebook mm -hmm. or Instagram ad. So once you identify and of course, that part of the process is going to be, I, I feel like, unique for each business owner. Right. But once you identify that influencer and you want to begin engaging with them how do you guys like start the conversation do you just like kick in the door and you're like hey or <laughs> like you know i mean what's the what's the dialogue that that takes place there and have yeah. you like learned maybe like a is there a certain way to kind of approach the situation that is more effective than than others you've seen absolutely um we quite literally slide into their dms so we yeah. just we just message them you know tell them you know hey love following you i noticed that you know you just maybe they just moved or maybe they just had a baby or we try to look for an opportunity where we could send them something that would mean right. something to them but okay it's not like they're having big life occasions all the time so a lot of times we just say hey we're a small business in atlanta you know we have um personalized products. We'd love to send you something. Would you like to pick something off of our website that you like? And we'd be happy to make it for you. And more times out of not, if they see the message, that's kind of the trick, making sure that they see the message. Making, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. right. You know, a lot of them that have uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, they may not even see the message. But if they do, I mean, usually you're going to respond to a message like that, where you're getting a free item personalized with, okay, sure, you know, I'll take it. And we don't ask for any type of obligation for them to post it it's you know we're not under contract with them do you, do you even like suggest it no no you don't we even do suggest so. it at the end we do when they actually pick the item and then mm -hmm. i ask for their shipping address i say you know we're so excited to make this for you if you were to share it on your social media it would mean the world to us as a small business and i think that's really what kind of draws them in that they're mm. supporting this family there's you know they're supporting a business by posting we kind of take the financial aspect out of it or you know the contractual obligations and all of that we just keep it very informal and just make sure they know that at the end of the day we're a husband and wife making this you know what used to be out of our basement um and really sending it to them because we want to have you ever have you ever had people like just swing back around swing it back around on you and they're like that'll be 200 bucks yes oh yeah definitely. do you pay it i mean like how do you what, how do you make that call 
So we didn't. I mean, I think there's only one influencer, um, actually, out of all the influencers we've worked with that have that has said that, you know, they've said, well, I'll direct you to my manager and you can discuss rates. And in our head, we were like, OK, thanks, but no thanks. So we probably won't do this. But it was good to know it was a good experience. And we did reach out to their manager to get um, what their fee was. And so this influencer had a million followers and to post one story on Instagram, they charge $17,000. Oh, oh uh, wipe your marketing. Advertising cost real right, there. right. So going back to that negative zero marketing fund, we that's were like, rough. yeah, I don't think that's going to work. But I think these influencers, to me, just points, I think they realize when you're a small business, yeah. they know you're not a big national brand with, an infinity mm-hmm. amount of budget. Mm-hmm. So what we do now is we have a commissionable link through a platform called Like to Know. It's also called LTK, where they can share items off of our store. Yeah. And when their followers click that commissionable link and purchase, they get a kickback. Um, so they're still making money. They still mm-hmm. feel good about posting, but they're not walking away empty handed. And that's you know, the next logical step, right? The uh, uh, affiliate marketing. Yeah. And that's what we kind of come to next. And we have had influencers. We work with one or two that honestly don't put our commission mm-hmm. link because like, you know what? I just want to support a small business. I don't want to take anything from you. Yeah. Right. And it's really mm-hmm. generous. But we do uh, we do now when we send stuff to influencers, we do say, you know, there is a commissionable link. Please feel free to use this. You can collect something from it. So that way in the future, if we reach back at them, they at least know, OK, I can make some money. And yeah. I will say that's new though, because that mm-hmm. commission, you know, we had to pay to be on this platform. I don't know. It was a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollars to be on the platform, which is worth it, you know, if you send stuff to influencers. Um, but you yeah. got to do it. You can't. You got to do it. Thousand dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's an investment. But up until then, for the first two years of our business, we we did get really lucky. We hustled to build those. Uh, you know, almost friendships through social media with these influencers so that they could trust that they are, you know, putting out a quality product and that they're receiving a quality product. And that's all it was. It was just something gifted to them. They were not getting any financial compensation. So, um, I, you know, I consider us lucky in that regard, but at the same time, we were very strategic about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very scared to drop like a thousand bucks to get into mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just to like, what if I send stuff and like, nobody wants it <laughs> or, or, or something like that, but it's a, it's a good, I guess, target to set your eyes on down the road, you know, um, and, and kind of work your way up to that. Cause I, you know, and I, I don't know anything about this topic, so I'm kind of leaning on you guys here, but it feels really good to hear that people are willing to take stuff, you know? I mean, even just that people are willing to take stuff. I, I'm kind of a pes- pessimist about human interactions, I guess. So I would feel like, man, like nobody's even going to take this for free. Like I couldn't even give my stuff away, <laughs> you know? Um, but but it sounds like you guys have had good experience with that, and that's, uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, thankfully we have. You know, I will... Uh, Again, just say it is important to vet out each influencer just because they have a lot of followers doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to produce results because unfortunately there are things like bots and all these like fake accounts and stuff right on social media. So you want to, you know, maybe follow that influencer for a while, see what kind of stuff they're um, posting. How many likes do they get on each page? What does their engagement look like? And then if you feel comfortable, then reach out because we have been burned a couple of times where we... You know, I've had influencers that what had like, I don't know, close to like 2 million followers. And of course, we're jumping up and down that someone like that would want to partner with us. But then we look at their engagement and they're getting like 100 likes. 
So if they have 2 million followers, 100 likes. That's an essay. Do your research. I think that whole that whole skill set you're talking about is significant, though. Yeah. To learn to see through the bullshit, you know, yeah. and really get down to the nitty gritty and say, okay, this is bullshit. Moving right. on. Because, of course, you got to get burned a couple of times to learn those lessons, yeah. like you yeah. said. And we've had our fair share of sending out stuff to influencers where we, we don't see a post or yeah. it's just a loss on our end for shipping and the product itself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's happened multiple times, but, you know, you just got to be consistent with it because in the day it's such a small loss versus, you know, the potential yeah. that if they do get it, they like yeah. it, they share it. You're not only gaining, you're not only making money, but you're also gaining followers, which in itself is an investment back into your brand, your company, because now those people are going to be looking at all the new stuff you're launching, what you're doing, and then probably going to turn to future customers. Exactly. I mean, even if you lost five cutting boards in a row and then the sixth one hits and you sell 20, right? I mean, and that's, you would say the rates are better than that, right? Like that the success rates are better than like one in five or one in six, right? Absolutely. If you're vetting them out and you're looking through the bullshit, like boy said, then you're going to be okay. And more times than not, they're, they're going to post for you. And anytime an influencer, you know, I would say anyone above a hundred thousand followers post for you, you're going to probably end up with more than 20 orders. So it's going to more than pay for itself. Mm -hmm. And again, you're capturing, you know, not only are people ordering, but they're also following you then on social media. So you're capturing them for the long run because Mm -hmm. now six months later, they may need something again, but Mm -hmm. they follow you, they see something you post and they may make a repeat purchase. Right. Well, well, it sounds like also it's like a strategy that like venture capitalists uh, deploy is, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Not a big loss to them putting 20 grand into a business. But then that one takes off. They make a $20 million return. That one out of 100 that really supports all their other risks they take. And that's kind of exactly. how that sounds to me. And well, that's and approach. I was yep. going to say one thing that I thought was interesting about that approach, too, is by putting the product in their hands. They're actually getting to feel it because a picture is one thing. But on Instagram, the filters, you see so many things filtered to like the nth degree. You can't yeah. really tell how nice it is, but when they have it in their hands and they can actually show it on their uh, pages, I mean, it's like no brainer, right? Exactly. That's yeah. so key. I, I also I, got a question here. Sorry. It says, which website do you guys use to sell your items? So we use Shopify. Yep. Uh, we built everything from Shopify. That's what we first start off with. And we love it. And we know there's Wix, there's Squarespace, yeah. you know, just doing some homework before we launch something. Uh, we go through Shopify and we, the support is great. And We've had no issues being on there. Yeah, we are huge fans of Shopify. Um, we're not like endorsed or anything by them. Wish we were, but uh, <laughs> Shopify is absolutely shout out Shopify. <laughs> <laughs> we we love them. They they're very user friendly. They're made for businesses like us. I feel um, you can do everything with you know their app. So when we're on the go, it's easy. And again, you don't have to. We had no graphic design or web experience whatsoever, but we built our own website using their templates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, did you find integrating commissionable links into your Shopify site worked out well, or is it kind of just like a forwarding service where it's a different service that's forwarding to your Shopify? So for us, because we're on that platform, the like to know it platform, that actually handles the commissionable link for you. So they're able to just go to our website, pull our direct um, product link, and then link it via their like to know it and that's what creates the commissionable link mm-hmm. um but shopify does integrate with that really well so mm-hmm. we haven't had any okay. issues yeah. yeah very cool that's a good so question. i you guys have 
worked with influencers by getting them to spread your message, but you've also been the influencer uh, because you guys are an Eon Laser partner, right? How did you how did you get into that, and why do you love the Eon Lasers so much? I, we love them over here at Laser Everything too, but I'm curious to hear your story about those and uh, why you wanted to take the leap because Eon does not make it crazy easy it's not just like they're dumping out the bag of halloween candy for everybody you know you you have to you have to jump through some hoops to participate in that program so i'm curious to hear how your experience was with that yeah um i'll let anish touch on it too but uh honestly it they make it easy to represent Mm -hmm. them um coming from glowforge again we are I hate saying anything bad about Glowforge because we truly wouldn't be here if we hadn't invested in that. You, you got to take a first step. You got to take Absolutely. a first step. And it was yeah. a great first step, but yeah. it was a limited first step. Right. Mm-hmm. So it definitely, um, they're just things that you can't do, you know, with the Glowforge and, and the support was what really got us because one of our Glowforges went down in the middle of holiday season and you know how stressful that can be. So we literally bought a brand new Glowforge just because we couldn't wait for them mm-hmm. to send the part or to fix it. So we we're like, screw it. We, we have to just buy a whole new machine. Mm-hmm. And that's when we realized we can't, I mean, obviously we can't do that. So mm-hmm. we had heard a lot about the customer support and that's where Eon really shines. I mean, the next holiday season, a, something really small happened to our uh, Mira machine and they flew someone out the day after Thanksgiving to fix our machine. Wow. Uh, literally someone got on a plane to fix yeah. our machine. So to us that just spoke volumes and we feel really supported. And so mm-hmm. it kind of made it easy to talk about them. And, you know, we started telling people like, Hey, we have this really cool machine. And, and I think that's how we kind of just naturally became ambassadors of their brand. But, um, you know, we would do it regardless, even if we weren't a partner, because we truly believe in them. Yeah. Kyle and I joke pretty often when we do laser reviews that we hope something breaks because it gives us a reason to talk about the support that we receive, you right. know, during that during that process. Um, and that's a that's a really cool story that they came out right after Thanksgiving. Um, so I, I, yeah. how many lasers do you have? I, just Nate in the chat is asking what lasers do you guys use so um what's your what's your laser lineup look like right now yeah so we start off with the mirror nine which we still have um then last year we bought a mirror seven and made it into a rotary only machine mm. uh, we actually bought the Pyburn rotary so that just sits in our mirror seven no yeah. uh, honeycomb tray and it's just for rotary and then at the end of this year early january we have a nova 14 also eon maybe eon coming in so we'll have three laser machines um in our warehouse so we're super excited about that and yep. you know again i i don't even know if i can go to any of their brands uh, just when we were doing the homework originally as Samina mentioned just the support mm-hmm. we have a friend that has a uh, an ohm tech and something happened to her machine and she was in the facebook group trying to figure out an answer solution where eon the times i call they call you right away within an hour and FaceTime you. Like, if we can't fix it, we'll overnight you apart. If we can't overnight you apart, we're going to be there. I had a similar experience. I was just looking at my emails on my phone. I sent an email to, you know, the little uh, QR code inside there for customer yeah. support. I hit that thing, submitted a ticket, and a guy named Leck called us within like seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, crazy. seven minutes. Yeah. Lex, the vice president, too. So you got a phone call from the vice president. No shit. I did not <laughs> yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like eight o'clock at man. night, man. It's eight o'clock at night after eight o'clock. And he said, yeah. I saw this quick one. I knew the answer would be a quick fix. It's a sensor. Go, go loosen the screw. 
tighten it back down and it's going to be in position. Bam, it's, it's done. Crazy. I, I like, a girl in a local what? Facebook group. She said she called 911 for a non-emergency and she was on the phone for 40 minutes. So oh my God. Neon literally called you back before 911. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Wow. Uh, so uh, have you guys gotten into Galvo lasers at all? Because I know a lot of people watching are kind of going to want me to ask, like, have you done any fiber, UV, CO2, Galvo, anything like that? No, we are familiar with them. We've seen everybody in the groups post about them, but yeah. we just haven't gotten into it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's very unique and interesting. We just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, watch some laser everything. <laughs> That's mostly what we do over here. And it's uh, it's it's super cool. I mean, we, we cover gantry stuff, too, especially with our guests. Our guests are always heavy yeah. gantry users. Right. But I told myself a long time ago, if I ever have guests on that aren't into Galvo lasers yet, then I, I, it's my job to like sell them on it. You know what I mean? You guys gotta, you gotta check them out because <laughs> they're cool. They're cool and they're fast and uh, loud and they go, you know, uh, so pretty awesome. Um, so you've got also, I'm, I'm just looking over your social medias really quick too. Because we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, you also have a Facebook page, which is linked in the description, but you also have a Facebook group. And the name of the group is the Homebound Laser Learners Group. So you guys do some educational stuff as well. It's not just sell and and be sold on the lasers uh, or the products, but you guys are also doing some form of laser training or laser education as well. Yeah, so I'll I'll kind of kick it off and I'll flip over to Samita. I think when we first started this, I feel like we wouldn't be in the position we are without the community support. We were constantly in the different groups. We were asking questions. We were looking for support. And we strongly believe there is just so much, you know, business to go around. We truly believe in community over competition. Um, So we felt like it was a good way for anybody that does, you know, our laser learning classes that we offered to kind of have their own group and, you know, where we can share advice and support and just help each other learn on what's working for you. What's not working. What's new on the market. You know, what's, you know, what, what new materials out there. Um, so it was actually Samita's idea to kind of say, you know what, I want to do a class to teach others on what we've learned to grow their business because right. we've had good success and there's just so much to go around. Yeah. And a lot of it started with the influencer marketing. Cause like you said, that was a little unique, especially two years ago when we first started doing that, there weren't a lot of people in the laser space that were, you know, voluntarily sending their stuff to influencers. Right. So that's really where we started the class. We said, Hey, other people should be utilizing this. There are plenty of influencers around. Let's teach other folks how to do that. And, you know, we, we have a class that we still teach today, but a lot of people wanted to carry the conversation on after the class or pick our brain on things. So that's why we started a group. And that's really all it is today. Just a place where, you can ask a question, hopefully no judgment, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're an advanced laser owner, but um, just a safe environment to come ask a question. Sure. And that group, do you have to have been in the class before in order to join the group? That's how it initially started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people started inviting their other friends or their laser buddies. So we don't necessarily have that requirement right now. While I would say probably 75% of the people have taken the class at some point, uh, not everybody has. And cool. The, cool. the, the, yeah, our Robert says the class is awesome. You're getting a shout out already. There it is. Um, hey, good job, Roberts. When people hear the term laser class, they are thinking like, 
lots of zeros at the end of the price tag. But from what I saw on your website, they're actually pretty expensive, kind of easy hop in situations. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, it is. So, um, you know, I know there are a lot of, you know, awesome, awesome classes and tutorials out there. Ours is more um, a short class. It's, you know, two hours and then it has a built in Q&A uh, time period as well, because you know, we tried to cover everything that we could, but we, of course, want people to be able to ask questions, you know, that they think of as well. So we actually dedicate a whole hour of the class to just open Q&A. Um, so it is, you know, it's only $20. Uh, we actually donate a percentage of that to a nonprofit. Um, a family friend of ours does a lot of great work in India. So we uh, donate a percentage there. But really, the goal is to just open up a conversation, share a little bit of knowledge that we have, but then allow people to ask their questions. In return. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. And it's uh, you. Go, I see you have it there, boys. You go ahead and throw it up yeah, if you want to here. really quick. Uh, this is, so, yeah, this is one of the classes that's on there. It's coming up November, what does it say, November 14th? Yeah, 14th, yeah. It looks like. 20 bucks. I mean, that really sounds like, like you guys said, the price of a cutting board. Okay, well, I think that's a valuable Thing yeah. to learn some you know some really and uh, skill it sets. sounds like we actually got a little bit of a sneak pat uh peek into the class here on the podcast today from some of the questions that i was asking so we'll, we cover those things in more detail if you uh if you register for this Absolutely. Yeah, we spend a good bit of it on influencer marketing and how to use social media, how to just use free techniques, you know, to mm -hmm. grow your business. Because again, going back to that marketing budget, we didn't have one. So, right. um, you know, we just share all of the tips that we use to grow the business organically. And we still use those, you know, tips today mm -hmm. ourselves. And on top of that, awesome. we share about stuff about, you know, how to take photography, all the photos you guys see on our mm -hmm. website are all props we have around our house. So it's not like we're going out of way to buy you know, ribbon or, you know, yeah. fake plants and stuff. It's everything we have at home. And so we include that. We talk about the different suppliers that we work with. Yeah. We talk about working with real estate agents, which is a big part of our business as well. How to work with boutiques and get mm -hmm. your product in, you know, pricing strategy. Because we get asked a lot, how do you price out your products? Yeah. Right. You know, what's right. the formula you use? How, how do I know if I'm getting a good return, if I'm charging enough? So a lot of different things we cover on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really cool. And uh, if somebody wanted to sign up they just go to the website they add to the cart right and then what what happens after that just to give people like kind of a an idea of like what the process is like are they joining like a video call is it something that's pre-recorded how does it kind of all take place Yep. Uh, great question. So they would add to their cart and then they'll receive a Zoom link. So we actually go live. So the next one is November 14th and it'll be a live class um, really similar to you guys, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the first hour we present, you know, all of the knowledge that we're hoping to share. And then um, 10 to 11 p.m. is the open Q&A. Awesome. Awesome. Very, Very cool. cool. Very cool. I do want to shout out. Um, I saw Robin Roberts who put out something. She is uh, she's actually started a magazine called Laser Focused. Mm -hmm. Seen that and we're I've actually, not I've not heard of that. It is super cool. Um, her first issue, I think, came out last month, but yeah. it is uh, just a great resource for all of us in the laser community. And we're uh, contributing to an article. Her next issue comes out November first, so it's it's pretty neat. Do you know? Do, do you have a URL for that? You want to plug real quick? Up, oh, look, I, you found it real quick. That was fast. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, Voice guys. Is on uh, fire. I think you just have to subscribe to it, and then the issue uh, gets delivered to your inbox at the digital magazine. So awesome, awesome. That sounds like a uh, a future podcast guest we might have to have on to talk about the magazine. That would be yeah, be so a cool the magazine. Oh, hey, cool. with Daryl Aspen of Spin Customs. 
That's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. Oh man, this is kind of actually a funny photo. I like that. I like it, it it's too. a sign. Literally. Yeah. I have to ask, since you guys have done so well with Instagram, are you looking at expanding into something like TikTok or other platforms too? Great question. We get asked that a lot. I would actually love to to get into TikTok. I almost feel like we're a little late in the game. There are just so many amazing like creators and crafters already there and i have not had a lot of success i don't know maybe i'm getting old but i just haven't had a lot of success like on that platform yet but i know a lot of other people have so that is something we're looking at for 2023 i just think that we have to approach it a little differently than we do on instagram your your audience is different as well so still trying to figure that out but um that would be a great one and then i've seen a lot of people have success on pinterest as well that's something that we're actively doing much on but um i know a lot of other crafters are so two things to explore that's a good point that's a good point because pinterest is is you know kind of made for sharing crafty stuff right for the most part so i i that doesn't come up a lot does it dude i have like five pinterest accounts and i've never used one of them i have no (laughs) idea what i'm doing like the second that i log in i'm just like nope not today there's so much stuff on there and i don't really quite get it is i don't it's a lot it's i mean to be fair too when you're looking at basically any other platform too it can be overwhelming when you're first starting out so i imagine it's something like that but it does seem like a lot to me too yeah. yeah. And I know people, people like make a killing on Pinterest, you know, their pins get like 80 billion shares or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to put pins on like a board or like share that with people or like, how do you get views? Like, what are the metrics? I all over my head, I don't know. completely yeah. over my head. It's, it's over really our head. I think someone mentioned the chat Instagram reels is something we're probably going to focus on more. Yeah. I think the way the current Instagram algorithm is you're getting more specific reels and kind of that behind the scene then kind of leading up to the end product where people are like, oh, I want to buy that. I want to put my family's name on that border. Yeah. I want that bookmark that they have. Um, so I think that's the route we're probably going to take. I've heard that the organic reach right now on uh, Reels is very good at the yeah. moment. It's like just it's kind of peaking right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny because if you put up a static post, like just a picture of a cutting board. I mean, we used to get like two, three hundred likes on a picture. And we are lucky to break like 50 now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, if it's not a video, it's like not showing up in people's feeds. Yeah. Crazy. Well, and I don't know if in the chat, that's what you saw me. I just typed about the algorithm. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I literally just was sitting there saying, I want to ask your guys opinion since that's kind of where your, your strength is. Um, <clears throat> like I made a post a month ago and I put the hashtag Halloween. Cause I just randomly made something kind of creepy for a friend of mine and literally nothing right at 120 views on it not even likes just views and then out of nowhere as soon as it was october 1st like you said i think like people must be typing in like hashtag halloween yeah and now in the past uh three days and you can even ask like in our discord chat i i've like said multiple times like how the hell is this getting like a thousand views in a day mm-hmm. when a week ago it got a hundred yeah and so i mean what are your guys thoughts on that is it just the hashtags or any suggestions thoughts it's the, it could be the hashtag, but it could also be the music. I don't know if you added music to your reel, yeah. but I have noticed. So I would, you know, 
work so hard on this like content, right? For our um, business Not wrong. and like spend all this time. And then, you know, we had a baby. So I used this like really popular song that people use for babies. And I just made a simple reel of him in his crib and it got close to a million views on my face, my personal oh, account. Wow. And it's so frustrating because I didn't do any work for it, but it was, right. it was right. because of the song. Like people just love listening to that song or they click that song to see what people have made of it. So it could have been that too. You know, maybe you chose like a, a creepy Halloween song. I did. There you <laughs> yeah. go. It's like the it, it's the it soundtrack, the very first oh, it's a, it's a yeah. picture of Pennywise. And all I did was just put IT because it's for an IT worker and he nice. kind of creepy. He loves to creep around. You never know he's there. And so we always call him Pennywise. So I made him that oh, little boy. product. Yeah. And so he literally just comes around the corner like, you know. <laughs> so anyways, it worked out. But it's just one of those things where it's so weird. Like literally a week ago, nothing in this week, like 2,000 yeah. views. And like, oh, my, I think it's about to break 100 likes. Like just, you know, nothing. It's crazy. Exactly. I wish they would give us the recipes for success. Hey, this yeah. month, you need to put more music in your reels because that's what's going to get you top or make sure you include this, at least something to share with us. But yeah. it's so hard. Well, to get. And I've noticed too, like day of the week, apparently like what's cool is like if you do have a business Instagram, I don't know if who's listening who has one, but if you do have one, it does give you tons of analytics. Yep. And so it literally said that the, my people apparently like watching my stuff in the morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I'm like, I guess that's when they're having coffee, maybe. So I post it the night before they wake up. It's there, I guess. Yeah, so. that's something we mentioned on our class that there are definitely optimal times for posting. We always say that eight to eleven, um, you know, time or eight to ten time slot, and then again from like one to two p.m. because people are at lunch or they're taking a break from work and they're just they're just done at work. Yeah, yeah, and then again like nine to eleven p.m. Right, people are in bed. They've you know maybe put their kids to sleep. So I definitely believe in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, we have a comment too in the chat. Uh, Jordan McDonald says the most common hashtags will bury your content. Uh, what What is he trying to say there? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I think, you know, we always give uh, the example of like a cutting board, right? If we're going to post a cutting board, we're certainly not going to hashtag it like hashtag cutting board, because like <laughs> you said, we're going to get lost bad. with like a million other, uh, you know, pictures of cutting boards. So we actually try to think a little outside of the box. We think of what that cutting board could be used for. So maybe hashtag wedding gift or hashtag, you know, hostess mm -hmm. gift or um, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. like charcuterie board or anything other than what the actual item is we try to hashtag things that it could be used for that people may be searching um you know gifting items or opportunities for um sweet he agrees he said exactly but, yeah. Um, yeah i think that's you know he he had a great point because otherwise you're just one in a number and that's actually one of the reasons why we opted to go with shopify instead of etsy because the always describes it right like it's just it's a marketplace it's amazing for small businesses but you do get lost i mean you are one in a number you're competing with a lot of other people so because we knew we could drive our own traffic we wanted to kind of stand out and stay away from the competition so same thing. You want to have hashtags, but you don't want to drive people to someone else's page. Yep. Right. And I feel like there's kind of a balancing act to do there too, right? Because you don't want to pick things that are so niche or like so complex that there's no audience. So what do do is there like a number, like a sweet spot? Because I know that like when you use a hashtag, it'll usually tell you like how many posts exist. Are, are we like, is it like stay out of the billions, but stay out of the thousands kind of a thing? Or like, what's the, yeah. is there a balancing act there? 
Good point. I'll usually put one or two of like the million and billion ones out there just because, I mean, I want to stay relevant, but then I'll kind of make some of my own hashtags and, you know, they may only have like a thousand posts out there on Instagram, but all you really need is one, right, to make that post worth it. Sure. I'll tell you that what, I know damn well laser everything has been used over a thousand times now. Our hashtag. Yeah, I hired <laughs> I hired Kyle first because they needed a clone of myself that could do the job that I was doing twice. Uh, and then the second, the very second person that I hired was a social media manager because I suck at this stuff. So uh, I really, really appreciate having like guests like you guys on because it just flies like right. Over. I can't keep up. I don't know if I'm just getting old. I, f- I felt like I was 20 yesterday and I, you know, I, I had a handle on this stuff, but I, I'm starting the old man in me is starting to come out. I just can't, I just can't stay on top of it anymore. It, it, if you in 2022 had to recommend one platform to our viewers and listeners to focus on, would it still be Instagram? Cause a lot of people say like Instagram's kind of old news, you know, with TikTok coming around, would you say still focus on Instagram over TikTok? You think that's a, the the way to go? I would say I Instagram, yeah. mainly because you still want that static image of your photography in a video. <clears throat> images could get lost unless yeah. it's like your pinned image for the video. But I think now with Instagram Reels being introduced and you have the static post still, you can do things like Linktree and stuff and put it in your bio for products specifically. It's just easier to navigate through versus something like yeah. Facebook where there could be a lot of comments. It could be all over the place. And TikTok, it's, it's a lot of videos. You know, did you miss yeah. the video for a quick second before you forgot what the item even was because you automatically got forwarded to a next video? Right. I go right. back and find that account. Like, yeah. And I honestly, um, I think just because Instagram's owned by Facebook, it, it's not going anywhere. Facebook has been around <laughs> the, the longest, right? It's the strongest out there. Snapchat has come and went. I do think TikTok will eventually come and go. I think right now it's at its peak and it will probably stay for a while longer than Snapchat did. But at the end, Mark Z is not going anywhere and he's just getting stronger. So I think you want to be part of that Facebook family, Mm -hmm. I guess now, right? Um, But (laughs) while I think Instagram is the way to go, I equally think it's important to be on Facebook. We don't personally have a you know big presence on Facebook. We have our group, but we don't sell a lot of product on there. But I am in so many local groups where we drive so much business mm-hmm. that it probably accounts for at least 25%, you know, of our sales because these are local corporations, local <clears throat> moms, local businesses that do uh, you know business with us, uh, real estate agents, you know, everything like that we wouldn't have that if we weren't on Facebook because you just can't capture that the same way on Instagram, but either way you got to be part of that Facebook, Instagram family. Well, and to, to go to tie on to that, I think too, think about what you're trying to market and who you're trying to market to. Yeah. And TikTok is definitely where all like, I, I'm a teacher. So I have, have high school students all the time trying to get me to make TikToks with them. They're like, all oh, the kids will like it if you're in it. And I'm like, get away from my face. but so if you have like a product that's more towards teenagers or younger people in college like that's gonna be like so if you're making like beer pong cups for fraternities like this tiktok's a great place to go whereas grandma's on instagram going like what the hell is beer pong yeah or hell she might be like doing a i don't know like a keg stand um but uh (laughs) that's that's yeah you never know sometimes grandma's like 33 um, so, but Jesus. long story, uh, Hey, I'm just telling you, <laughs> Savage. This, I know these things. Um, <clears throat> so, 
literally though, I think that matters because that's what you guys were saying. It's product placement, knowing the, the influencers and where they are and where their strengths are. So if I've got somebody who like all the college kids know and all the high school kids know, and I can get a product in their hand where it's 17 yeah. million people are going to see like, oh yeah, that's dope. Let me get one. There you go. Yeah. Versus, no you know, like for me at the end of the night, like you guys said, nine to 11, my wife is kind of like falling asleep while the TV's on and I'm just kind of scrolling through stuff slowly. That's where I'm at. So exactly. yeah. good point. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, I do got one question since you guys have kind of, gotten your feet wet and you dug in your roots a little bit on online sales. Um, what made you guys jump into the brick and mortar back in, I think it's April. You guys opened a store. So we, um, I guess we should probably clarify. We actually have a warehouse. We opened our warehouse. Oh, um, warehouse. Okay. And oh, in our warehouse, we have a local pickup option. Hmm. So we nice. made kind of the front of our warehouse, which has like a little office, so to speak. Uh, people can't necessarily see where things are being made, but they can stop in and see all of our products on display. So we wanted to capture when they're coming to pick up locally. Um, you know, maybe they haven't gotten to venture our website yet. So we have all of our products out there. So, you know, just kind of gets them thinking, oh, I probably don't need this tumbler, but maybe now I do for my whole softball team or something. Right. So that's, you know, it helps us generate more sales. Um, brick and mortar, we, we do wholesale. So we do wholesale to a lot of uh, local brick and mortar stores. And we are now on FAIR, which is, you know, an online platform if anyone's looking to get into wholesaling. Um, but we haven't actually done our own brick and mortar uh, okay. I just yeah. saw a reel about you guys opening a storefront and I was like, I saw you guys' setup with the sander and the, yeah, and the uh, that machine yeah. that, that does the tape on both sides. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those things are cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So I have a question too about that kind of tying into what Boyce asked, because um, that's literally where I'm heading in my mind. Like you can see that I'm in my garage currently, right? Uh, but that's where like I've got 400 square feet of workshop space, but that's kind of what I'm looking at is um like down the street right now there's something that's really affordable and reasonable it's not in the best part of town but you get a thousand square feet for a really reasonable square like price so like what square footage if i mean if you guys mind sharing like what square footage do you guys have how did you set it up to make it the most productive because that front end is awesome because when you don't have to say hold on let me look for my picture of that cup and you're like you know sitting there i promise it looks better in person like that's so huge yeah you know so like what made you pick that spot? How did you lay it out? If you don't yeah, mind, I can touch on that. So Matt, just like you, we were out of our basement, out of our garage, working out yeah. there. And, you know, I think the biggest driver for us was two things. One, we were just growing out of this basement. Mm -hmm. Half of our garages filled with just inventory. And then two, we had a baby on the way. And the last thing we wanted to, you know, we want our house back. We just wanted a house back. So our yeah. warehouse right now is a little over 900 square feet. Um, and the way it's set up is like Samita mentioned, when you come in, there's a little room in there where you can do, you can pick up because we do a lot of local pickups. Yeah, nice. And there's another door that actually goes into the industrial warehouse space. So it's got, um, you know, a shipping station. We've got a bunch of industrial shelving. We've got both of our lasers in there right now. We have so a little table. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been great. And now with this new machine coming, we actually got the warehouse space next door to us. Oh, um, nice. So that out um, starting in January. So we're super excited about that. Because we looked at our space with our current setup, there's nowhere we're going to fit the Nova 14 and have all three lined up. Right. So we're thinking about moving the tumbler machine over, maybe moving the hat press, fitting that Nova. Um, but it's been working out really well. We've got some industrial carts in there. So our employees, we've got two employees that come in right now um, and do a lot of fulfillment for us. So they have access to Shopify for employees. So they'll come in there, they'll look at the orders, 
and they'll start cranking them out. Um, they know exactly yeah. what to do. We have a bunch of files already pre-set up for them. So they just got to go in there and change out names. We have position right. jigs just to make it easy as possible. Yeah. So literally that's my plan too. Like I teach high school and like I said, I've got like high school students who see me doing this and they're like, Oh, Mr. B, like, I want to do that with you. Like, that'd be awesome. And I'm like, it would be awesome. <laughs> like, let's make that happen. Yeah. With the lowest possible price. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Matt's like labor. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, here's the keyword internship. This is a uh, listen, guys, we've got, we've got about five minutes left until we hit the hour and this is getting a little evil in here. Matt, <laughs> calm down. Okay. Democracy. Uh, so before, before I let you guys run uh, at the end of the show here, I just wanted to give you just that last five minutes. Uh, of course you have, you have the Instagram. We have the Facebook page. Uh, the group is there, but you might want to buy the glass first. Uh, and the website. It's all linked down in the description below. The last one is the Grow Your Laser business class. Just take the last minute or two here. And just let people know what they're going to get out of it, why they should sign up, uh, and, and again, where they can find it, your preferred way. If, if they want to reach out, talk to you, uh, any, anything you want to plug, uh, now's the time to do it. Cause we are at the top, uh, or at the bottom of the show here. So, um, it's all you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate you guys having us here. This is really everything, um, you know, that we strive to do even in our group and in our class, we just love talking with other people who are in the laser space. I mean, it's so rare. You can't have these conversations with your neighbor or, you know, your other friends. No one's, no one's going to understand, yeah. um, you know, the pains of being in the business, but also the rewards that you can get as well. So our goal really with the class is just to help other people who also want to grow their business. Um, you know, maybe they're, you know, have had their laser. They're just a little frustrated. Maybe they hit a plateau. We just want to help them get to that next level. Um, and if we can even have a small part in that, you know, we would consider it a success a success, but really more than anything, we just want to continue the conversation, um, build the community. Like Anuj said, it is, you know, community over competition. Of course, we're all here to, you know, build a business and, you know, hopefully make a dollar or two doing it, but there's no reason we can't all, you know, do it together. So that's really our goal. Um, the class is linked uh, on our website uh, at homeboundcustomdecor.com, but you can always reach out to us. You know, you don't have to join the class. If you ever have questions about anything um, in the laser space, anyone, you know, can reach out to us at any time. Yep. And to Samita's point, this is, we've probably done over 20 of these classes. So we started it January of last year. Yeah. Um, so with the class, like I said, we do have a PowerPoint presentation. So it's not just us you know, just on video the whole time. It only is for the Q&A session. You do get a copy of the recording um, and you get access to all the tips and tricks that we have. And, you know, anytime we close out the class, we always say the conversation doesn't have to end here. Yeah. We get people that'll email us even months after say, hey, I took your class back in March, just got my new mirror, had a question about a jig, or can you tell me what you used for this? Or where did you buy this? You know, we're, we're happy to support again, topics that are covered, how to work with real estate agents, how to work with boutiques, uh, social media marketing. We talk about different suppliers that we work with, kind of our journey into the laser business, different pricing scenarios that we offer up. And then the Q&A is really what people enjoy. You have an hour just to fire away and ask whatever you want. Yeah. And we get questions from all over the place. You know, where do you get your cutting boards from or what do you charge for shipping or what's your shipping model? Or, you know, am I charging too less for this? And we're happy to answer any question and, if in there's something we can't get to, we definitely make it a priority to get back to you um, doing a little bit of homework. 
Um, and, you know, not trying to, you know, toot our own horn or anything here, but we haven't had one person that said this class was a waste of money. Um, like I said, we really are big on community over competition. There's so much business to go around. And without, you know, the groups that we see without you guys, we wouldn't be here at all because we didn't know when we first got our laser. None yeah. of us have graphic design backgrounds. No one of us have laser backgrounds or even prior business experience at all. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much for taking the time to come on to the podcast. Today. This was a fascinating hour about a lot of topics that I know very little about. So uh, I really appreciate your time for one. I know everybody watching, um, you know, it, right now live while we're recording this appreciates it as well. Uh, so big shout out and thank you to Samita and Anuj for spending the time. Uh, it, it really makes a difference. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely need to have you guys back on sometime really soon. Thank you guys so Thank much you, for yeah. having us. This was great. We really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you all. Of course. And uh, that is the end of the Laser Source podcast, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, if you got value out of it, don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know the content is good. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you get notified the next time we go live with a podcast episode. Uh, if you're listening to this after the fact on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps people find us. It takes two seconds. Uh, you can leave whatever you want. You don't have to write a review. Uh, say, you know, which one do you like better? Instagram, TikTok, what do you think the future of social media is? Leave that in your review. Click the five stars. Send it away uh, and, and let Apple know that we are worthy and uh, I don't know, boys. I, you always pick me up when I forget to plug things at the end of the show. Is that is that pretty much everything? Well, guys, the big thing is the Laser Master Academy. That's oh yeah, of course. Us. I didn't even. So I'm just skipping yep. over the LMA. What the <laughs> hell am I doing? I'm not even doing my job. Uh, yeah, of course the uh, the LMA guys. If you want to support the show, I've said it so many times. Uh, please consider signing up for the Laser Master Academy. It's the number one way to support the channel. All of the content that we bring you on Laser Everything is viewer supported by members over at the LMA. So big shout out to our LMA members, of course. And uh, as Boyce always says, <laughs> go buy some merch. Uh, homebound right. custom decor. Thank you guys. That's One right. last time. All the links are in the description, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night. And we will see you in the next one.